Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ServiceNow IT Experience Podcast. I'm Usman Sino with ServiceNow. In this podcast, we bring to you a wide variety of topics concerning IT organization and technology. Today, we're talking about upcoming ServiceNow release. A little bit of education for you here. ServiceNow have two platform releases a year. With that, every product gets brand new features and upgrades. Another piece of trivia for you is that it's named after a city. So the current release name is Orlando, while the upcoming is going to be Paris. Along with the family release capabilities, we also bring out store releases, which can be as frequent as needed throughout the year. With so much going on, I thought to level set on what's coming in Paris for the IT operations management product, also known as ITOM. And I got just the right guy, Steve Anderson, Outbound Product Management. He lives near Tampa, Florida, and no surprise that he loves everything water sports. So Steve, welcome. Thanks, Usman. And I hear you have some new hobbies. Um, tell us a little bit about those. Well, I, I don't know if I call them new hobbies. Um, I know a lot of people picked up new hobbies during the sort of the pandemic phase here with more time on their hands. I, I feel like I've been more busy with work than, than ever before. So not necessarily new, but uh, I did finally get the, uh, the jet ski back out on the water. It hadn't been out in a, in a while. And uh, so finally got it, got it tuned up and got it racing and, and running hot again. Um, got, my, got my two sons out there, which they're, um, they're, one of them just turned 21 this week, which is crazy. Um, another one is about to turn 18. Thanks. Um, and they hadn't been on the, on the jet ski since they were kids. Well, and they'd always acted like, eh, they weren't really into it. And so finally got them out there and coerced them to go out and turns out they loved it. Well, I found out in talking to them, they, uh, when, when they were on it as a kid, they, they were, I was the one driving and they were, they were on it with me. <laughs> Apparently, I'd freaked them out, and they were scared. <laughs> they were scared of, it and they just had this, this sort of negative association with it all this time. But when, once they finally got out and got to got to run it themselves, yeah, yeah, it turns out that's uh, that's that's a lot of fun. <laughs> so they're they're all digging it. Yeah, it's so funny you said that. Um, you know, I had the same experience when you know getting my older one to bike, and whenever I would teach him to bike, he would be very cautious and he would be reserved. But then he just started doing it by himself, and in a little bit, he just learned. So he didn't yep. need that much of a guidance, just in yep. some direction. So, yeah, give, that's great. Give him a little, little room to move. Exactly, exactly. All right. So, um, now you have a great career at ServiceNow. You've been engaged uh, with the ITOM product management and development for a few years now. So a little bit of a history here that how far we have come along. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been over just over three years now. It's uh, it's amazing how time's flying. Um, I'd say the, uh, the the two things that it, that impress me the most and, and excite me the most is one that you just alluded to in the in the introduction here about our releases. While we have them you know, twice a year, we're also releasing uh, more capabilities through the store. And that is really a, a means for us to be more agile in getting value out to customers that they can put into use more quickly and more regularly and be more adaptive in what we learn and, and adjusting the, the targets of, of what we're going to do next um, a little more, uh, quite a bit more quickly. So we started out doing this with content for our discovery patterns, our mapping patterns, things of that nature, but it's, it's evolved into 
delivering new functionality, new, new capabilities altogether. So we've done this with, uh, with Cloud Insights. We've done this with the certificate management facility. We've got a new firewall audit and reporting solution um, that, uh, that follows this pattern. And, and we're, we've got stuff waiting in the wings now, um, ready to, just about to go out here in, in short order in the in form of service graph connectors. Um, and then later, uh, later towards the end of the year, I'm expecting to release a, a brand new agent. So um, that whole mechanism for getting stuff out is, uh, is, is really compelling from my perspective. The other area is how we're employing more and more machine learning um, in areas like different forms of alert correlation, um, being able to, to really identify a, a group of alerts that all are, are related to each other and really are manifesting the, the same phenomenon just from different, different angles and, and let you um, deal with it holistically. Um, doing more anomaly detection, doing more uh, context aggregation around an alert condition, bringing in the, the right knowledge base articles or uh, historical alerts that are similar using natural language processing to, um, to do that. And, and in this coming release, actually um, using this for um, making it easier for service mapping to identify the, the applications from the uh, from the processes that are running that, uh, that constitute some new application that, uh, that we haven't recognized before. So yeah, all, all that machine learning um, use, putting it into the hands of, of the operations team without really requiring, requiring them to be data scientists or really have to, to put a lot of effort into, into getting value out of it. We, we do it um, in, out of the box for those kinds of outcomes. Yeah, no, right on. I've been here over two years as well, and you know, just seeing the capabilities improve in terms of making it easier for our customers to consume and then create those you know, outcomes and use cases they want, uh, it's been tremendous. So right, let's get right into it and let's talk some of the staff features coming in Paris for ITOM. Yeah, um, so related to ITOM, not, not properly part of ITOM, I, I have to, to start with the, uh, the, what we're calling data foundations dashboards for the CMDB. Um, CMDB is, is very much a, a central key facility for amplifying value across the ServiceNow universe. And they're, you know, it's, it's not, not an altogether easy thing to, uh, to get the, the seem to be up and running the way that you want it. Um, so this new data foundations dashboard really helps the customers to visualize the sort of the, the, the status of critical foundation elements. And we've broken that down into six areas that are seem to be specific and six areas that are common service data model specific. And they are there. These are six common pitfalls in each that we can show you where where you stand in those areas, and more importantly, some recommendations on on what you can do about it in order to um, to make progress there and improve that. So that's a that's a that's a big one. That's that's actionable insight and and guidance there to improve the the CMDB. Um, another one is is just using the CMDB to answer more um, more business relevant questions and, and help you make decisions based on the CMDB. We've had our, our query builder tool for quite some time now, and it's, it's been you know, slowly growing and expanding in, in what it can do. And in this, uh, this Paris release, 
We've added the ability to do application service centric querying of the CMDB. So you can do things like show me all of the application services where we've had a, a high number of incidents related to Tomcat that uh, that that caught that were that were part of the uh, of the the incident condition. So that can tell you where you need to go in, perhaps do some proactive. Um, migration or you know, some, something in that uh, in that regard, but it's important and, and critical in the in the querying here because it does all of the the hopping between the relationships. The person writing this query on a on this sort of digital canvas, they're not they're not scripting it, and they're not really responsible for knowing the data model and all of the relationships that go between. Um, an incident record and the application service record and all the different parts of infrastructure that may um, may hop in between there. So that one is uh, is going to be, uh, I think, a, a lot of turn a lot of specific value right out of the of the CMDB data that's collected. And as far as bringing the data into the CMDB, we've got a whole new generation of integrations for that. We're calling these service graph connectors. There have been, been operational systems that, that customers often have that can contribute data to the CMDB and, and contribute to that single source of truth. But the, 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 the prior existing means of, of bringing that in have always fallen well short of expectation. Uh, they've, they've contributed to a lot more duplicates. They've represented the attribute information and the values in, in different ways. And it just, it didn't, it didn't align and converge properly. So the, this, this new set of service graph connectors is going to be a new certification program. Um, this is going to, uh, this is going to help us validate the, the kinds of connectors that, um, that meet the criteria um, that do this properly, follow the common service data model, um, more faithfully, um, and that's going to actually lead to the outcomes that uh, the customers really are expecting from uh, from the, the the rest of the ServiceNow universe. And it's going to do it much easier. You drop it in, you point it to your your sources, and then it's off and running and bringing it in. And there's another step beyond that uh, that we're calling multi-source CMDB management, where now you've got data that's coming in from different sources and it's all converging. Well, now you, now you've got some amount of, of uh, governance that you need to, to set and you need to actually see it in action between these different sources. They're, they're now overriding attributes on the, on the same CI now. Well, you want to be able to set who is authoritative and, and which ones take precedent over others. And we've, we've had that facility before, but looking at a given CI, you couldn't really unwind how it arrived at that state. And now we've got the ability to show you all of the, the inbound payloads. And now you can see, oh, this came from that source. Well, as it turns out, maybe this other source actually does have better value. I can see its value and that, that actually is right. So I need to go and make a change to my precedence rules. You can you then go make that change. You can actually recompute the, uh, the, the CI, the resultant CIs from the new rules because we've got the, the last payloads from those different sources and it'll regenerate the, uh, the resultant output. So I think that's, that's going to be a, a huge one for, for wrangling all that information from different sources. But then more in the, in the ITOM world, um, more properly, the employment of, 
machine learning techniques to the, the problem of correlation that I talked about before. There's a, there's a new variant of that that's using natural language processing on the alert text itself as a means of, of correlating those, uh, those alerts. Um, we're using machine learning now, as I, as I mentioned earlier, for the problem of service mapping, for identifying application patterns and, and what we call fingerprinting those patterns to say, okay, here's, here's something new that we're seeing with some, some regularity across the, across the landscape there. This is, this is something you want to create a, a pattern for and then make it easy, make it easy to then go um, find the instances of that and do the, the searching for those across the domain. Um, a couple more, uh, one more is the uh, probable root cause. We've, we've brought in, brought together the things like recent changes, recent incidents that, um, that are related to a given alert condition, but we kind of left it as an exercise to the operator to review those and figure out which one was the likely cause. Well, now we're able to do that analysis automatically and provide a ranked list of probable causes for the operator to work through. That's just going to speed the, the, uh, the time to correction, time to resolution there. And then the, probably the last thing is, um, and this will come out a little bit after Paris, but it'll, it'll be um, towards the end of this year, um, a brand new agent where it, its first use case is going to be for monitoring purposes. Uh, you, can, you can still certainly use your existing monitoring solutions, but uh, this will give you an option if you choose to, to use our monitoring sourcing. Uh, if, you, if you're already trying to do some vendor consolidation, this gives you an option to, uh, to consider. Wow, that's great. And I do like, uh, from a CMDB perspective, that we're making things easier for our customers. And I plug to all the listeners that check out the, the ServiceNow store where we release a lot of these new things um, for CMDB and also the ITOM-specific applications. And I'll put a link to that in the description as well for you. Um, so, yeah, and I'm also really excited about this agent. Um, we look forward to um, hearing and learning more about it. So, uh, Steve, do you have a favorite capability, by the way, that you're personally excited about? Yeah, um, and I didn't really mention this in Paris because it's, it's not really new in Paris, um, but I'm really, really excited about the, the Loom systems capabilities that uh, we acquired earlier this year. Um, this is giving us another view into the, the operational state of, of what's going on in IT, whether it's in the infrastructure elements or in the applications. Um, it's, it's pulling from log data, which gives us a, a, a different view. Now, logs are, are extraordinarily valuable in what they can tell us, but they're also extraordinarily verbose. And it's just, there's no way for, uh, for the human staff to be keeping an eye on those and, and really making the right kinds of determinations about, uh, about different changes in, in behavior and different problems that are brewing. But this, the, this, this Loom capability can do exactly that. It can go and, and observe over a period of, uh, of, a, of a week or two and get a, an assessment of what is normal behavior, log entries that are showing up. And then as things start to deviate from that, draw attention to something that's, that's really um, uh, abnormal behavior in those, those log messages. And what I think is really, uh, really compelling about this is not only can it tell you that, hey, you're, you're starting to see uh, an increase in a, a new 
log message that you aren't you don't normally see. Uh, maybe some some problem is starting to to manifest, but it can also tell you that you've stopped seeing log entries that are normally there quite consistently. Um, so you know, th- tasks that that run on a, on a normal basis that you you expect to run, um, if they stop running and stop posting those those success messages, those completion messages, maybe that's something that requires some attention. You know, if that's a if that's a backup process that you're expecting to run regularly, and now that's and that suddenly stops running, you don't want to have a a need for a restore be the way you find out that uh, that that. Uh, that stopped running correctly. So a lot of, a lot of really, um, really cool uh, opportunities where that can draw attention to something that you didn't know to even look for. Um, that's, uh, that's potentially a, an impact that um, you, can, you can take proactive advantage of and take proactive action on that to, uh, to avoid something much more disastrous happening, happening down the road. Yeah, this is going to be a game changer for a lot of organizations with this real-time data coming in. Um, now, um, what is the impact to our, our customers uh, as these capabilities come out? Um, yeah, I would say given, given the current climate that we're in, one of the, one of the things that I think is, uh, is pretty exciting is our partnership with Zoom. Zoom has become sort of a quote-unquote critical service for a, a wide variety of businesses as they need to, to kind of continue their, their ability to, to operate during the pandemic uh, environment they're in. Um, so we've been able to employ the Loom technologies along with our, um, our other AI ops capabilities to kind of keep on top of the various elements that are, are part of, of, of running that Zoom service. Um, it can tell you about different um, Loom hardware states um, and, and different, uh, different performance information that, that comes from the, the Loom service. And this, we've, we've uh, identified how we can identify things that are, that are going awry and head off what would, again, be a, a, a widespread outage and, and turn into something that, that severely hampers business execution. So, you know, p- applying the, the AI ops capabilities that we have and, and how that's enhanced further through the, the Loom technologies and apply that to something that's, that's really um, more front and center under the, the COVID world that we're in uh, currently, um, I think that's, that's going to that's gonna have a, a really um, advantageous uh, benefit for our customers. Yeah, I agree. We hear so much about customers wanting quick time to value around these use cases, such as, you know, either their VPNs or, uh, you know, web conferencing or, um, you know, uh, this, this, so this is great. Well, what you're saying that now um, you, you shared a lot of stuff today. Um, a lot of great information for our listeners. So let's wrap it up for them. Give uh, I mean, a couple of pieces of advices to the listeners who are looking to upgrade to new capabilities or just planning to be ready for the future. Yeah. Um, I, I would say the the upgrade process has has improved considerably over time, um, and I'm I, I find more and more frequently uh, conversations with customers that that tell me that you know, their their most recent upgrade, whatever that was, um, was the fastest one that they've done yet, and they they were able to 
um, to shorten the time. They had, had less, uh, less work they had to do to, to do the testing. And one of the things we've done to, to make that possible is the, the automated test framework. Um, so you can take, a, take a, a, a clone of your production environment and upgrade that. You can even do that before the, 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 uh, the current release goes live with the, the uh, technology preview releases, um, testing preview releases, and do, apply that upgrade and then run through this automated test framework and the, and the out-of-the-box test scripts that we provide on that and get a, a really good assessment of how things are, are going to behave on, the, on the, new, uh, the new version and how that's going to affect your, your particular um, instance configuration and, and maybe the, some customizations that you have. Of course, you know, customizations are always a, a, a tricky prospect to, uh, to, to balance. So you know, the less customization you can get away with, the better um, getting more and more in the box. And, and I suppose as you're as we evolve and, and provide more out of the box, if you've got some custom implementations for behaviors that we didn't have before, uh, that we do have, then gravitating back towards the, the newer out of the box capabilities is, is certainly gonna be a highly recommended um, uh, thing to, to consider and, and technique to employ. But the, that automated test framework will, will go through and, and give you some assessment of things that work, things that um, that don't work, that you can focus on correcting, and then and be prepared for the the actual uh, production deployment, and have a, a good um, good um, advanced view on uh, on the the uh, the up- updates and the things that you can do ahead of time, and things you'll do during the the upgrade process itself. So that all of that is going to really speed the the upgrade. Uh, sequence and get you to the state where you can take advantage of um, the latest and greatest capabilities uh, in the shortest amount of time. All right. Cool. Um, so folks, the wrap is from Steve. Don't be afraid to upgrade. Look into new capabilities. We have made it very easier and faster for you to test your scripts and upgrade process. So with that, thank you, Steve, for being my guest today. We'll continue to follow your work and hopefully get you back here again. Absolutely. Yep. And for all the listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you have an interesting idea, topic, or speaker for this podcast, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Twitter, or usman.sindhu at ServiceNow. Bye for now. Bye-bye.